<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi. 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 Well, what is today? Today's Monday, hello. And... We had a like a really long show last week. We had me and Fred Stoller and Tom, and then just me, Tom, and uh, me and Tom, and this is uh, me, Tom, and Fred. And uh, sat down for about an hour and a half, an hour, maybe an hour. I forget. And by the way, I said I was gonna go, you know, look up some, do my homework for the love of God, have some, have the nice man's credits. He worked on this. He did that. You might have seen him in this. Wrote on this last year. But you know what? You can. I think you you'll feel more comfortable if you do it for yourselves. If I do it for you, you're not going to learn. And I'm sure most of you have done it already. And then other than that, that's it. So uh, I hope uh, I hope you enjoy the show today. That's all. That's what I hope. That's all I hope for. <laughs> So, uh, is there anything else? No. Enjoy it. You hear me? Same bit every week. Yeah, it's the same old thing with glass. Same old thing. Alrighty. Goodbye. That music is, um, because I'm at a hol- holiday party. <laughs> I'm at a Christmas party. And, uh, see... That's right. And then in my opening, I'm going to break off. That Christmas thing proves that I'm not stupid about it. Uh, I say I'm going to Christmas parties. I'm just talking about when somebody goes out of their way to act like there's a war against Christmas. Just because some people were like, eh. It, you know, it started. I'll tell you how it started. Because businesses were told, don't, you know, you answer your phone, Merry Christmas, have a Merry Christmas. You know what? I agree. You're in business. Uh, yeah, business is starting. I'm leaving this in. I'm not editing this out. I brought clarity to something. That's where a lot of that probably started. And businesses should do that. If you're a friend and you're having casual conversation, I, it doesn't matter as much. But you know what? Slowly it sneaks into the vernacular and everybody says it anyway. And that's okay. Happy holidays. If it doesn't sound warm, it's because you're cold. Happy holidays. Nothing says... Whatever you celebrate, I hope it's happy. Whatever you celebrate, I hope happy holidays. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, uh, I gotta go. This show, enjoy the show. Oh, God, that was the weirdest opening. I'm leaving this in, too. I'm leaving this part in, too, that I said it was a weird opening. Uh, people need to hear the truth. <laughs> Now entering Nerdist.com. Oh yeah, Red Stoller is here. 
show or could I talk or not yet? No, you're good. He always would bump into me and say, hey, Fred, I'm big in London. I'm big in London. (laughs) And I go, okay, all right, yeah. Then one time I bumped him in the street. I go, Mike, I hear you're big in London. He goes, you hear that? People talking? (laughs) So no, I'm just doing it. Come on, no, you really heard that, right? Are people saying that at the improv? I go, Mike, I'm... No, come on. He was like that. He was like really on edge about what people thought of him. Yeah. But he 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 couldn't accept that I was goofing on him. He goes, "No, no, you please tell me you are hearing that a little bit." See, I'm big in London. But isn't that weird? Like when you meet a, a comedian who doesn't have what they might call emotional intelligence or, or self awareness, right? Because you think that's all we have, really. I'm saving this story for the podcast. When, when is it on? I've been recording. Okay. So my, I can my keep favorite, this in if you want. My, uh, Todd will hear this. My, my when I lived in New York, I don't know if Todd had this in Philly. When they'd have a casting director come to town was such a big deal but it was always some assistant to assistant just getting a free trip oh sorry (laughs) Uh, could i finish the uh, mic story so i could see if there was echo in there to take it out are you recording yeah would you be more comfortable if i turn this on while you're telling your story no i I just i want to make sure anything i say about mike is recorded that's my mission in life (laughs) you're kidding right I don't care. Oh, okay. But oh, really? did you get the first Yeah, thing? yeah. No, no. I've been recording since this song. When you said no self-awareness, so they, they came to the clubs. There was a show, Spencer for Hire. Do you remember the show? The late um. Robert Urich. And they wanted like a vulnerable Jeff Goldblum type guy to play like a nervous guy, you know. And, you know, we all line up, you know. And he, he goes, I bet on the street, goes, Freddie, who's more vulnerable than me? This is mine. Who the fuck is better being vulnerable than me? I got this. I thought he was joking, but he was bragging how vulnerable he is. It's the least vulnerable thing yeah. you can do. I Everybody, this is Todd Glass. Uh, I'm going to go over to the bathroom for a second, and then we're, this is the pre-show, and then we're going to start the show. So, I'm going to leave this all in. Um, so this is like the warm-up yeah. for the yeah. show. So they can like get a bonus? We still get paid, right? I, yeah, yeah. Well, Todd get mad. I heard a thing he used to do. What, he used what do you to come out of the bathroom? Oh. Oh no. Oh no. I heard you used to walk around with a frying pan with with garlic to get people to come into well, shows. That's a, that's what? So funny. Well, you know, because people had spent. Now, stories get taken out of context. There's a, there's a one about me. Hold on. All right, all right. Hold all right. On. I want to hear this. I want to hear the context yeah, one. Yeah, because you know what's so funny? I hope I don't do it. I hope I don't do it. People did headphones. one about me. Oh, should I put headphones on? Yes. I hope I don't do it, but, but, but then we'll start the show. Okay. Um, the, the garlic story was, I, I like, I'm a very, you know, attention to detail. I like learning little things, even if it has nothing That's to do with what I do for a living. And um, I, when I was at the M bar once, the owner, before he let the crowd in, um, I see, all of a sudden, I see the, uh, before they open the doors, two hour, an hour and a half before the show, sure, sure. I see the chef walking around the restaurant with a pan full of garlic. He just takes it in the kitchen, puts some garlic, some wow. butter, gets it as hot as he can get, and then he walks around the restaurant. And I asked him, even though I knew, I was like, I hope I'm right. I go, why do you do that? He goes, because when people walk in, they smell food, and they Wonderful. order food. Uh-huh. And I was like, I love that. 
So I was at an improv, and I said to them, I go, you know me, I was like, you should do that here. Like, that's a good idea. And, you know, the problem with back then, the improv's food wasn't that good. Now the (laughs) the improv's food is really good. So they would taste this. They'd walk in, and they'd smell garlic, just fresh, bursting garlic with butter. And then they'd order the food. They'd go, hmm, doesn't smells better in here than the food tastes. Now the improv food is actually very good, but this is like 10 years ago. So that, that's where that story got started. It wasn't to bring people in off the street to see a comedy show. <laughs> it was like, I was just curious, will this help? Like at the improv, they open the doors up about sometimes an hour and a half before the show. Will, will this help people? So let's, we're going to start the show. Let's all put our phones away. A very funny guy, Todd Glass. Hello. Comedy Central presents Todd Glass. Hello. Todd Glass. Ryan Regan. Ah, is that Brian Regan on there? I don't want me to do. I'm like Phil Henry. Bless you, Katie. Let me know that. She's like, I didn't sneeze, I vomited. This is the guy that gets confused every week at the opening. I'm listening to the Mark Marin show. Oh, I'm listening to Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Here's where it gets exciting every week. No bullshit. It's the Todd Glass Show. Oh, Fred Stoller is here, everybody. Relax. Every week it's fun. Even, you know, it's just, I don't go on automatic pilot like some of these other podcasts. For me, I say the same thing about this podcast that I said about my stand-up. When I'm not fucking loving it, goodbye. Would you quit in the middle? I would walk out. <laughs> in the middle of the show. It'd be if funny, I- it's the first one, Fred Stoller. I don't love this. If I wasn't, if I wasn't, um, you know, enjoying it right from the beginning, I would, uh, I would. Oh, yeah. Maybe someone's listening to the show on Sunday. I like to ease into the show. Tom Martin's filling in for Daniel Kino. Well, I woke up Sunday morning oh. with no way to hold my head. That didn't hurt. Maybe Joe could do something with this song. This and is the way I put it in his ear. So I listened to Todd Glass's podcast for dessert. Maybe he could do something. I can't speak because the foam on your mic is crooked. Then I fumbled in my closet. Todd Glass reference. This is a great song if you can really just play it at your house. Then I washed my face and combed my hair. Stumble down the stairs to meet the day. That sounds a little weird. I smoke my mind the night. All right, everybody. Well, here we are. I love having that fader. Chris, I just want to say this. I'm not going to forget to say it. I'm going to say it to everyone in case I don't say it. Appreciate all your hard work. Before the show, I was looking over at you, and I'm thinking, we're downloading stuff and doing it. He does it graciously. Every 20 minutes, I look at him. I go, are you okay? He goes, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Eric is over there. Very nice. Katie. And, um, you know, I thought, I'm going to say it when I get on the air, because I don't want to think, I don't want to be one of those people, hey, I tell you guys I appreciate you. Maybe it's been six months since I said it. He's crying. Well, you know what? He, he should. It's a sound effect. He should. <laughs> what? That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, by the way, that was because one week with Chris, we didn't, he didn't have a mic, so we let him pre-record, you know, reactions. So, <laughs> and, I, and I thought I got him. I, what would you do if I said this? Blah, 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 blah. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> He's got five. So Fred Stoller's Thank here. You, Todd. Fred, how are you doing? I'm all right. I am a little nervous because I, I, I listened. And I, <coughs> excuse me. I know you. Oh, edit. he's coughing. Oh, no. Oh, no, I, you don't have a oh, cough button. Gross. Oh, come on. Let's go out. Let's go. He's oh, my God. He's vomiting <laughs> into the mic. Let's go, guys. Come on. This is retirement. I love the commitment that they Well, you have Doug still. Before we walk out of here, Tom, am I wrong? No, you're right. I love the the commitment that it's not videoed, but they're walking down the steps. How about you? Well, I think it's a bodily function. 
Oh, man. I think we overreacted. I think we overreacted a little bit. Thank God that Earth was here. You see, other shows would pretend they were walking down the steps. We did it. You really did it. You didn't have to pretend. We're not good actors like you, Fred. You actually can act. We're do the sound of... There was a, a sound effect comedian. There was a comedy team. I forgot what they called. Maybe Edmonds and Curly. And then Curly, when they broke up and was trying to do just regular observation, but he would do sound effects for no reason. So I'm walking in the street. And then a guy. Put some reverb when he does that. Do that again with reverb. Watch I was walking down the street. And then, you know, I say hi to my friend. I wave my hand. I don't know Unnecessary sound effects. Yeah. Um, so Fred, uh, Fred uh, Stoller's here, and um, uh, you don't now, go in the house, which is good. We don't go what in the house. Fred Stoller's in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Very young demographics, and see the sound of those children. Aww. That's the kids. They're that in bu- Garage Band. I know them. They're they're free. No, they're not. I have Garage Band. Oh, that's the. <laughs> oh, I get. That's it. when they find out. Oh, he found out we're. They free. don't get paid any money. Um. So uh, let me start slow here. Uh, Now, uh, well, I say Daniel's not here. Daniel's here so much. But the truth is, when I started this show, I thought, I don't want a permanent co-host because um, it's – then there's the pressure. So – but Daniel, you know, he's here the majority of the time, and I'm happy about it. But he had a – he got a a writing job, so he he could not be here tonight. So I call Tom, and you're here. I came right here. Fred's here. I wouldn't say right here. I know, I'm taking liberties. Yeah. I'm taking okay. liberties. I'm the guest, and I'm, that was fine. wrong The me. traffic was I'm terrible. Sorry. You're yeah. fine. Hold on, I liberties. have some notes I thought I had. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield saw my act. He goes, you took too many liberties. Really? What yeah. Did he, what we, did he mean by that? Meaning I, I got to talk faster. No. I don't really? know. I did. I hate to name drop, but it's too late for that. No, I did <laughs> the comic strip in Fort Lauderdale with Eddie Murphy be, right before Saturday Night Live, and... Rob Bartlett and Jesus. Rodney came in to see it, and he crit- critiqued me and Eddie and really crushed Eddie. He said, where are you going to go with that N-word? But I should say it's stuff you do. Wait, he said that to, to who? To uh, Rob Bartlett. No, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, he said that to Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy used to do a bit like, scream out the N-word. Let's get it over with. So then Rodney goes, where are you going to go with that? Where are you going to go with that, huh? Yeah. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> yeah. And Eddie got upset, then he got Saturday Night Live, and... But, and then, well, and that doesn't I, mean, nothing happened by the me. way, that doesn't mean Rodney was wrong. And right. that's what I'm so glad I'm here to point that out. <laughs> Sometimes it seems like somebody's wrong, but, you know, it's not like he had a stand-up <laughs> career. Now, you might go, he had an acting career that was very, very big. But as far as a stand-up comedian, Rodney had stand-up at his bones. And if his advice was giving it to somebody, it was how they can do stand-up till they're 80 or 90 or, you know, like those guys. And uh, I think he was probably right. He was well, right with me. I had my head down. He it wasn't was, right with you. No, I'd make nooses with the mic stand. I, I didn't come out. Look, so listen much. to me, and you right. listen up good, Fred. Okay. <laughs> I remember, and then I want you. Uh, you know what? I don't usually like to do this because. Oh, you do intros. I'm sorry. No, I, I wanted you to do announcements. No, no, no. There's no intros. I just oh. want to compliment you. Thank you. But a, a lot of people that don't listen, you know, this is the first time on the show. Um, uh, uh, I was. You know what? We'll talk about this in the opening. I'll go through some of your credits. I want people to know. What you Thank do, you. and they already know because they heard the opening. They they'll know, know who the guy you... from the Grove. They'll know, no, they'll know the show. They'll know. <laughs> I know people on Twitter go, "Hey, you, you're at the Grove." I told the story before. Sadly, a guy killed himself, jumped off the Grove parking lot. People were tweeting, going. <laughs> they were going, Fred, was that you? Like, if I killed oh. myself on the way down, I'd be answering tweet, yes, but I, <laughs> maybe I made a mistake. <laughs> you know? I feel terrible. You know, I maybe, wish I could maybe I should have done it right by Mondrian or okay, whatever. So, so the crowd already, the audience over the crowd, the, the, the audience already knows uh, your body of work. I want to tell you this. I always debate whether I should do this or not. I know I did it last week when, uh, when Kevin uh, Heffernan and Steve Lemmy were on the show. Uh, but uh, I, I remember the first night I saw you at the Comedy Works in Philadelphia, wow. and uh, I st- it still it holds true. That's it's so like nice. if, if people go YouTube old work of yours or your you old stand up. I did stand up so long ago. You must it's, have started stand up in eighty. We didn't have we. I started in seventy eight. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have, like, Brian Prosain on, what's that thing, the Comedians of Comedy. Here's a video of my first set. There weren't even videos to, like, do our acts. So my first 
You don't have a lot of that. Yeah. But you know what? Let me tell you something, and, and, and let me go a little backwards, and then we'll go forwards, and then we'll go sideways. Yeah. <laughs> um, that I don't th- – I speak in a weird way, so listen to me out, and then you'll understand. Uh, I don't think – I think a good comedy stands the test of time. I don't think every uh, – gener- it's not when you look back, oh, well, every time you look at comedy 20 years later, it sucks. That's not true. But in the 80s, of course, there were the great guys, but there was a lot of shit comedy swirling around. You might go, well, they're well, always – Well, I did the comedy boom where all you had to do to get, make a living was answer your phone. Right. And there was a lot of comics right. than clubs, and there were a lot of Jerry Seinfeld wannabes, mm-hmm. uh, and and that was I'm not th- saying, and they owned. I'm doing the hacky, yeah. <laughs> and they owned the sort of clubs, and they made you feel bad if you did something different. And what I loved when I saw you, I remember the first time I saw you, I was like, oh, it was so refreshing to not oh, see so that nice. same. Uh, formulaic delivery that this, you know, I don't want to say what I thought it was. It was just different. It was unique. And Steve Young, the owner of the Comedy Works, was like, he told me, he goes, you're, because he knew that I like things. He's like, you're going to fucking love this guy. So, you know, it's funny you say that about, because here I am telling people, go YouTube a lot of your old clips, but probably from those years. Well, when you YouTube, I was already doing comedy 10 years on the Young Comedian special. Yeah. I remember. Well, go, go, you know what? That 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 is a good example of your stand up in the early days, and I think if you go look at it now, you'll, it still is funny and Thank and it's, it's still great. So anyway, there there's just for some of the people that aren't familiar with you, you know uh, what, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't um, talk about your what you've written on or those type of shows. I'm purely talking in the stand up area. Go take a look at some of those clips. I was um, socially inept, and my act was. I had my head down because that's who I was, and I grew up as a person. And when you did the road, you couldn't just go, hi, I was killed in Vietnam, you know, whatever my <laughs> a- opening act was. And people would boo me because I have to acknowledge, I'm in, Oz, I'm in you know, San Antonio, you Jew. You know, the only time I <laughs> ran into anti-Semitism was when I did um, San Antonio, and they'd go, where'd you get your nose job, Jew boy? So then I learned. Is that have, true? Yeah. Oh I learned God. they got offended. What year is this? Uh, 88 or something. Uh, you don't but, even have a big nose. I know, but uh, no, they said, where'd you get your nose job, Jew? Because oh. it wasn't big. Well, at least they acknowledged <laughs> yeah. it. They, they, so, they were wondering. So you took it as a compliment. Why, they wondered why this Jew has a normal nose. But I realized <laughs> when you did the New York clubs, you could just do your act and I could be weird and socially. Why does this Jew got a normal nose, honey? I better yell something out. <laughs> we got to get to the bottom of maybe it. He, maybe he had a big nose and he wanted to get it because every yeah. Jew has a big nose. But I realized you got to acknowledge you're on their turf. Like, here's a New York Jewish guy in Texas. So then my heck, I watered down. Hey, I went to Snippy's. Ah, he's acknowledging us. When I, when I would do colleges, you had to do an hour. I couldn't do an hour. So I'd always go, give me the school newspaper. I go, I heard Mrs. Mendelssohn won the election. Ah, he, he yeah, they love us. that stuff. Even if it's not a joke, you're, you're just saying they the names. It. They love it. Right. Oh, sorry. Right. That's okay. Uh, so here's what I, first thing that I <laughs> wanted to, uh, first of all, hi, did I say hi to you, Tom Martin? Yes, you did. Okay. Um, I want to. St- <laughs> I want to start with this. Can I say something real um, quick about Fred Stoller? Please. Can you hold on one second? Yes. yes. Don't okay. edit this out, please. Okay. I no, 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 edits, no. But- Hello, it's Jake Fogelnest wishing you and your loved ones and everyone at the Todd Glass Show happy holidays. That's very nice. Oh, okay, go ahead. That was beautiful, yes. Jake. Um, I was just going to say, it, it's like you say with Fred, he's very memorable. And I remember the first time that I saw him this on is stage. This is the first time you saw Fred. <laughs> no, the first Wait, time what I, did you say? The show called The First Time You Saw Fred. Yeah. It's going to be a documentary. <laughs> new podcast. Well, because you did stand out in, in the sea of kind of generic comedians of that era. You stood out for many reasons. And I remember the first time I saw you was on The Tonight Show. And uh, I don't know if it was – how many times did you do this? I only did it once or twice, once with Carson, once with Leno. Yeah, and I think you were dressed in regular kind of street – I never wore the jacket. I didn't yeah, think yeah. to do that. And, but <laughs> you, you really yeah, – I didn't, I didn't get the memo as kind of what it's like. Hey, the memo. But I'm wondering because I was, I was new to comedy at that yeah. time, and I was sort of – it's like something Daniel said it the other day. Is com- comedians are impressed by talent more than fame, and I was impressed by your talent – and I'm watching you, and I'm like, who is this guy? How, does, how is he so different? But you really stuck in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, was, 
How did that set go from your perspective? You know, it did, you know, by then I already did my act on a million evening at the improvs and it didn't have the magic because there were no guests that were just like yodlers and, and people canceled. And then I didn't even meet Johnny Carson. So it's almost like I did my set on a set and I waved and didn't meet Johnny or anyone. So it didn't feel like the magic dude. It mm-hmm. didn't a banging table. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, and so it didn't, it was almost more, you know, by then I did a million like Rosie O'Donnell shows. You know what I'm going to do? And obviously we're going to do this in post. Uh, We're going to roll in right now. We'll take a quick break. And we're going to roll in. um, I'll pick something that I think really lets the audience know some of your stand-up. And then uh, we'll listen to that. And then we'll be – You know, this is how – I'm sorry. How bad I am. You're being so nice. Now I'm accentuating all the podcasts that won't return my calls to have me on. Whenever someone's nice, when they're a mensch, instead of going they're nice, they go, why are the other guys assholes? (laughs) (laughs) Instead of going this is good, I'm going – what is that, that guy? And, and, and then I got that other email from Emory, and those mm-hmm. guys won't have me on their podcast. <laughs> so it's, I'm feeling good, but I'm getting good. more mad at the others rejecting me. <laughs> well, you should feel good. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. Okay. We're going to play. I'm going to pick a good clip okay. of your stand-up, and then we're going to move on. Because stand-up sure. is only, obviously, you know, I, I don't want to talk about it's that for two hours. only a little bit of what I did. So, I invented software. Now, there was a comic <laughs> that quit, and he invented some final draft and made millions of dollars. Uh, this guy, Steve Sashin. I heard of him. Okay. Um, so we'll take a break. Uh, enjoy some of uh, of uh, Fred uh, Stoller uh, doing what he does, and we'll be right back right after this. Talk about Larry. So, you know what's the first rebellious thing I did? Um, a few years ago, I quit college. My mother's always going, when are you going to go back, get your degree? I go, what for? What's it going to do for me? This is a reason. She goes, you'll be able to say you're a college graduate. You know, like I'm not able to say it now. <laughs> I, like I try, I go, I'm a cagagagawah. <laughs> I'm a college good gaggle. Damn, four credits short. I almost had it. <laughs> See, I wasn't really crying. That's who was acting. I'll keep you informed. I'll let you know these things that are going on here in this very hot auditorium. But it's Aspen and we're having fun. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of warmth and affection between me and my mother. I asked her about it. I said to her, Mrs. Stoller. (laughs) My mother is severely annoying. Um, Worst torture, stuck in a cross-country trip. Whole trip, she doesn't shut up in the car. She has this one word she says to everything. She just goes, again. Whole trip, again with the filling up for gas. Again with the cars passing us. Again, I'm eating a Hershey bar. She freaks out. Again with eating between meals. You're going to ruin your appetite. Next question, I'm going to ruin my appetite. Like, I'm never going to eat again. I'm, my appetite's ruined. It's never going to work, you know? I thought I'd be grown up, eat a Thanksgiving dinner, go, I don't want to eat. They go, why not? I go, I can't, because uh, when I was a kid, I ate a Hershey bar, and it ruined my appetite. I just get fed intravenously now. Why she freaks out, she sees me eating a Hershey bar. She goes, where did you get that? Where did I get it? You know, like I'm a junkie. And my connection set me up in Minneapolis. You know, I'm going to be in Seattle in five hours. You got some chunkies? And some juji fruits? You know what juji fruits are, by the way? Candies that get stuck in your teeth. Try pulling them out. They don't come out. Ever do this, though? Take another juji fruit and send them in to rescue the other guy. All right, no, there we go. So you just, uh, I'm sure you did enjoy that. That, as we were getting ready to play your clip uh, from you, you brought something up, and that's what I couldn't wait to talk about. I think back about, um, where do you start with this? There was a guy, and by the way, I saw, what is the name of your movie? Fred and Vinny. The woman, I did not watch the whole thing, but we watched, and then it started that's, skipping. That's all the blurbs. I'm looking, no, no. I'm just kidding. No. We, we, we watched up to the, who's the woman that plays, um, she's in the rest, she's somewhere with you, and she's got hair, it's like very combed down. Over. Oh, Harriet Rose, like she, a real bad day, yeah. She was, she was great. Oh, good, I'll tell her. She'd she was happy. unbelievable. And, and then these are all true stories. These are things people have said to me. What did I do when, the, when, when, that, when that part came on, and I knew they were going to be watching this, I stopped the, uh, it, it, by the way, it had a glitch, and it stopped playing. Oh. 
But listen, but when that part came on, I stopped it and I told these guys, I was like, oh, by the way, I think it helps this to know this is all real. Yeah, it's true. Especially before you were going to talk about Larry. And I hope, I think back about Larry and I don't, I think that I was proud of the way, and I think you should be proud. No one put him down or made him feel bad. Thank you. Yes. And no Larry, how him. would you explain? We'll, we, this is interesting, and we will, we will explain Larry to everybody. How, what was Larry, if you had to say, a savant? Um, yeah, yeah. And hold on, hold on. Before you go, sure. because then they'll know in the gist of why we're talking about this. Larry was a guy who went club he to club. He was in the weather. Yeah, that's right. He was a... Partly sunny, tomorrow chance of rain. Remember he knew He would the, pull his lip. Yeah, and, and he, he knew would all go, the weather. Do you remember that? Yes, and he would go oh, club to club. And if, if he came by the Comedy Works, he adored stand-up comedy. He went to the Comedy Factory Hi, outlet. Hi, how are you? Hi, Todd. I talked to Vinny. <laughs> and he would pull his lip. And I bought him chapstick back then because I told him he had chap lips and he needed to use chapstick. I wasn't mean about it. I bought him chapstick. And he goes, I'm using it every day. It does feel better. <laughs> and, um... So, I think he was borderline mentally challenged. Probably mentally challenged, yes. but he also knew numbers. I would go – I would always ask him. Now, not, not being disrespectful to him, but obviously I was 17. I was – you know, I would ask him things like everybody's number because I was impressed. Like right. uh, oddly just b- – it would boggle my mind that he knew. I go, I go you, called, uh, you called Fred Stoller. Uh, 703-415. <laughs> and he knew everybody's number. And, um, Do you remember he, they bought him a puppet? No, I bought him a puppet. Oh, a so, black puppet. So, yes, and so he went comedy club to comedy club, and he hung out. He just loved stand-up comedy. Oh, he loved the attention they gave him. And he especially loved ventriloquism. Am I right about that? Yeah, he, well, he would call me up. He'd go, I spoke to Michael Baldwin, the Wid, Vince D'Antona, and Frankie. Those were a, a ventriloquist <laughs> act. And when, the first time he saw me... He goes, he's nice and quiet. He's like Wayne Cotter, nice and quiet. <laughs> so he would call me up, go, hi, Fred. I spoke to Vinny. Bye, Fred. Take care. And then he, he would just report. Yeah. Yeah, and he, and, he, and he came by the club every night. Whenever you saw him, we were all nice to him. And uh, he loved ventriloquism. So I, gave, I kept saying I was going to buy him a oh, so ventriloquism sweet. doll, whatever you call it. And uh, I kept you, forgetting. You politically correct word now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, a dummy. Hey, wooden American. <laughs> hey, I want to make sure I got that in wooden American. <laughs> right. Okay. Hey, uh. A ventriloquist doll. I don't say. I didn't say that on purpose. A ventriloquist dummy. So, and then I kept forgetting. I kept forgetting. Finally, one week, I go, look, Vinny. Vinny, right? Larry. Larry. I'm sorry. Larry. I go, he, and he's died, right? Yeah. Well, do you know how long ago? It kind of it has to be twenty years ago, something insane. I first moved to LA and I, I still had my New York apartment and he would call it and it would get forwarded. Remember when you would actually pay long distance calls? Mm-hmm. You know? My joke oh, is, I forgot about that. Yeah. And he we, would call collect. Yeah. But he would I remember my my joke and I don't just stand up is remember when uh porno long distance you had a when porno wasn't free and long distance, whatever. You know, it's, it's not funny. And I had a beer. And, uh, but he would call up, and it would be forwarded from Manhattan to here. Hi, Fred. I spoke to Wayne. Bye, Fred. Take care. Yeah. And so he wanted a dummy. So I bought him. I, didn't ha- I kept forgetting. So one day I gave him money. I think I gave him 30 bucks. I said, you could go buy you know, Here you go buy it. He came back the next week with this really beaten up black dummy. That looked like it had been in the trash for a hundred years, and, and he I, already and I, had a funny voice. Going, yeah. How you doing? <laughs> I couldn't. I didn't know how to deal with it, so I go. But I, for some reason, it, I still wanted to know what he did with the money. I'm like, well, I don't know, Larry. That doesn't. I, I forget how the cadence I have, but I was probably I was 17. I probably went. That doesn't look like you bought th- with my with money. Thirty five dollars. Know, Thirty five dollars I gave you, or forty. Or it was actually fifty. It was fifty dollars. So he goes. Yeah, I bought it. It was. He goes, "You want to see me?" And he would go, "Ah, oh, oh, it was. It was. It was obviously it was not good. But you were kind to him because you know, even at my young age, I knew the situation, and I knew that he would. You know, I knew. I knew his. I knew his uh, situation, whatever you want to say. Um, and then he finally admitted. I go, Larry, I, I don't think you bought that. He goes, <laughs> I didn't. Todd, to be honest with you, and as I'm doing this, people listening right now to the podcast, he's which is pulling everybody, his lip. He's pulling, he's he pulling pulls his, his lip. lip like he's a puppet. He pulls his lip like he rubs his lip, and he goes, "I, to be honest, Todd, I bought a steak dinner, <laughs> and I didn't think you could handle it." Go, Wait a second, I can't handle it. Who's who? And then, but I was like, I felt. I remember even at that age, I sort of, um, 
I got a little sad. I thought, oh, he's scared. I was like, that's okay. And then he would do his ventriloquism for us. And um, but where did know, he find that 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 sheep? He found puppet? it in the trash somewhere. <laughs> well, you always see uh, puppets. Yeah, <laughs> this ain't this dummy. Like, this is perfect. I, I stop myself from saying dummy. You always see uh, black puppets in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that was the name of my first country hit. <laughs> black puppets in the trash. We'll take a break. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. We'll be right back right after this. We hope you're enjoying it. Our guest today is Fred Stoller, and we'll be back. That's a fake. You like that? It seemed good, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it seemed like it. I know how to do it. I know what I'm doing. Well, I know what I'm doing. Anyway, so so that's uh, that. But I didn't know to years later that you knew because you'd come in from New York, right? Yeah, I I would come in. You know, I'm so old. I remember when it was a two and a half hour train ride to Philly, and all of a sudden, what do you mean it's an hour and a half? Do you remember that? Sometimes the train got faster. It got a little faster. Do you remember what you made? You'd come into the Comedy Works, which was two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Something. And you stayed at the... Where did you stay? Do you remember? God, it's so long ago. The Holiday Inn? Yeah, I remember I stayed at some place, and and Barney... Society Hill Hotel. Barney Weiss's son, I was going back on a Friday night, and he goes... Can I uh, stay in your room, bring people? And I'm going, well, <laughs> because uh, you remember Barney Weiss's son? Michael Weiss, He of used to work at the he works. Did, his dad owned a little comedy club called Going Which Bananas. Which I ended up doing a lot. When I used to work there, pre-condo days, you would stay in some, like, apartment, and I'm trying to sleep, and you hear, welcome to Going Bananas with the, you know, the answering machine. I'd like two tickets, please. You know what I mean? All yeah. I'm trying to, you know, back when They had answering machines. They, yes. They, they would, and people, what they would do with the comedy look i think this is i, I hope interesting we you know they didn't have they couldn't pay for your tickets uh, on, on on you know on the phone or on the computer so they would do we were explaining pre-computer wow <laughs> they, they yeah. so what they would do is if the club held like the comedy works i know this because i did the door the club held about 300 people so what do you do so what they would do is they would oversell the club and here's was their here's the way they get out of it they would go Hi, you know, you reached the Comedy Works, and it would say all this. And then when they took the reservation, Joy would go, as long as you're there, 35 minutes before showtime, you're guaranteed a seat. So now what are the odds? So they would overtake reservations by 100 people. Wow. Because what are the odds that those people – so what I did is when I worked the door at a half an hour before showtime, I would walk down the line and with a laminated piece of paper saying it's 7.30, I'm the last person in line. So the person that got there after that – You'd, you'd be able to go, look, I gave this to this person. Now, the majority of the time, everyone that got after that got in too. But in the event of that everybody showed up, that 99% of the time, that half an hour or 35 minutes before showtime got them out of it. I remember one time where there was 40 or 50 people that they all got there before showtime. And they were fucking mad. And it was mayhem. And you gave them free tickets. But, you know, that type of system works 99% of the time. So that's the way they did it. you remember the jailhouse? Did you ever do that? I never did the jailhouse. Yeah, there was Going Bananas I did a lot. The Comedy Factory outlet. Yeah. And there was another one that um, – not Steve Young. The jailhouse? The jail – there was another one – Comedy Factor. There was there was the the, the comedy cabaret. Yes, there Andy was, Scarpati had like nine but, comedy cabarets. But there was an, yeah. Still does have like three of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, in in the movie, Vinny D'Angelo, I met he he was before he became agoraphobic, he would do the 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 Philly scene, but he would just do like you know little bars and and stuff. And then we really bonded, and he became more agoraphobic, and he was the adoring parent I never had. Where. If I went to a video store or a post office, get out, man. He loved hearing my stories. And, and you know, and he couldn't deal with, like, having to send, like, to uh, – who is that guy? To John Schuler, 8x10s. He didn't want to have to go to the post office. So, yeah, so there was a point to the story, and then it uh, – It's okay. I, um, I'm surprised you know so many Philly guys. Oh, no, they, they were great. Legendary uh, Wid, obviously. Legendary Wid. We all, we all bonded, yeah. Um, yeah, um, I remember the first time at the Comic Factory Outlet, it was a big deal. Someone from Annie was... was oh, uh, Pam the whole, Madison. The whole cast of Annie was there. Yeah, because she did. Like, don't fuck up, Fred. The cast of Annie's there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, so, I'm nervous. So, fast-forwarding, those are the Philadelphia days, and I will, but I will also say this, Fred. Oh, Mike Egan. Mike Egan. Oh, oh. The, first, the first time I went to Philly... Mike Egan, did, did you ever talk to him still? You know, he ran Cats for a while. Catch Rising Star, you know, just the Facebook peripheral stuff. I, I the first time I I did the thing, I forgot where I stayed, but I remember Rick Overton slept with Judy Toll. 
Poor, who's, who's <laughs> by the way, she's passed away and she would still love that <laughs> I made that joke. Yeah, she and would. she more, uh, more than if she was alive. Uh, yeah, but but then then they, she ended up going to uh, L.A. with Tom Wilson. And yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Tom Wilson, who, who uh, you know, one of those people who it's like when I talk about anybody who has done a crazy amount of things, but most noted for, you know, back instantly to back to the future. I remember. Judy Toll, who, by the way, when I first well, saw her, it was just so different. It was like no other person was doing something. It was just different. And then I remember falling in love with her and falling in love with Tom Wilson, and they were nice and they were kind. And then I remember them, the last show they did, and then they were getting in their car and driving off to California. And, and the that dream. was sad. The American, he, got, he gets yeah. in, um, he gets in um, Back to the Future. I remember one of the last times I saw her, she wrote the movie before Victoria Jackson became insane. Um, I forgot something with Leah Thompson. We're in there in nude beach and they're lying in the asses. I liked it. And I said, I like that. Thank you. She goes, yeah, I, I wrote that scene for you, Fred. But uh, no, there was a thing she wrote with Dice Clay, a movie. Well, she remember she used to do Andrea. Oh, Casual Sex. Oh, Casual yeah. Sex. Yeah, and then she right. did Andrea Dice Clay. And she'd be like, that's right. She would be the only woman going, suck my pussy. <laughs> but as a woman, it was, it was hilarious. She had a whole story about going through Scientology to try and sweat out the cancer. And she got out of it, yeah. Yeah, and she actually won a lawsuit against yes. Scientology in like for $35,000. Yeah, she got like a lot that. of her money back. Yeah. So now now we sit here, so I just William want to make Stevenson. sure I'm being a good interviewer here. How do you and Tom know each other? I don't know if we ever worked on the road a week. I don't think we did. I think you know, we worked. I don't know why I have some memory of. I think I, I opened for you maybe once in a while where, at the where last did you stop. Where did you start? Uh, Orange County, uh, Irvine Improv, and the last stop in Newport. I have, th- I have some weird memory. Oh, of- I hate to do this to you, and it's so disrespectful, but I have to play this. The Todd Glass Show. Voted number one by the Podcasters Association <laughs> of America. All right, back to with Fred he has to play Stoller. I have some Ooh, memory. Ooh, you're going to kill me. You're going to kill me, but Fred, no, I, crazy I have songs. to play it again. This is embarrassing. Let's see what happens. I think the Todd Glass Show. Sometimes when, when we're not talking about Todd, the Podcasters I think he worries. Of he tries to get the show back. Let's try it one more you know, time. I don't really have a funny story about meeting Tom Martin. No, you know, Wait, I think you'd... Play it again. The Todd Glass see? Show. Voted number one. I don't know. Is it just a coincidence? Of America. Do you think he's really... Hey, hey, you guys like fun songs? Huh? Why don't we have some fun? What are we doing here, huh? Let's enjoy. It's Christmas well, time. I was just saying that with, with Fred, I... Oh, wait. What? 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 I'm pretty sure I worked with Fred, and remember that one-nighter we did with him? I don't want to do the bit anymore. <laughs> oh, wait. I did want to do the bit. So you start talking to him again. It's not including me, right. so I... Yeah, it's just... Oh, no, no. What do you guys got? No, I was just saying we worked that one-nighter, I think, in Ventura, and then... <laughs> the Todd Glass Show, voted right. number one by the podcast. I, li- I, I, like I know what it's like to want to get a story out. I actually want to hear it. So it's you not were- that good a story. It's yeah. all right. Nothing. You know what? You know the name of the show. The Nothing's Glass that show. important. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, fast forward a few years, and then we worked together on the Emmy Award-winning uh, children's animation show called Word Girl, where he plays Chuck, the evil sandwich-making guy. I liked it. I saw it. No, I didn't. <laughs> And I, that's where you guys met each other? No, no, we no, met we before just did that. The things. I remember, but, but my non-story was, I bumped into you on Ventura Boulevard, and I had some desperation, and you were Karen Glass, and I was pitching, and I, I don't know what, I didn't know what pitching was. I go, Karen, how about me as a delivery guy? That's the non-story. All right, we're going to take a question from our audience. Go ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, my name's Steve from Iowa. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. I have a question for Fred Stoller. Go ahead. Uh, do you know Tom Martin? <laughs> I like that. You have a funny a, Tom Martin It's story. a new character we developed. It's the audience that doesn't listen to the show. So whatever we're talking about, it's going to be a new character. And he just asked, yeah, we just fucking talked about that. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take an honest quick break Please. because we have someone that's going to sit in on the show today and they're here. So what do we play? What do you want to play, Chris? How you doing, Chris? You want, what do you want to play? You want to play this right here? That's what you want to play. Okay. Well, then I'm going to let you play. If it wasn't for the speech impediment, I wouldn't love it. I do love it. We miss you a marijuana. We wish you a marijuana. We'll be back with Fred Stoller, everybody. Fred, are you... Uh, 
Would you be? Would you? Uh, would you do a karaoke song? Sure. You don't have to. Sure. I. You know, I did one at this party, thinking it's funny, but then it's funny for seven seconds. Ghostbusters. Hey, but then you got to keep going. Bill picked. Oh, I know. All Isn't right. that funny? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's oh, funny. Are we recording? Yeah. When, when did we start? I've been recording the whole time, so I can keep going. All right, well, just Hey, right. that's funny because it's not really a song, Ghostbusters, but then you got to, for three, five minutes, stand there. <laughs> so funny. And I was You're, doing, Bill Murray's brother was there, and I, I, I went, hey, yeah, we got Bill, one of the Murrays there, and he got mad. It's not hard to make a Murray mad. No, not Bill, but yeah. <laughs> just so we uh, make our lives easier when, well, we're fine. So we're back. We, uh, we, what did we just do? Oh, we let uh, Wad is here, everybody. We, we give a round of applause. We're old school. Yeah. Wad is a funny. You have a, the kids love him. Um, so uh, uh, there we go. We'll put that there. Um, I think we're going to, you know, we, a lot of people, what I'm working on is I'm trying to work on my David Feldman impersonation. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. See, here's the the people are. That's all I got. That's <laughs> over. That was something to do. You know what I'd like to do? Put something up on the screen. Now, Fred, you don't seem like somebody I would go, I'm not going to make Fred do karaoke, but when we were on break, what do you want to do? You want to press the button? Watt is here. It's okay. We're trying to figure out where to press oh, wait, on. You were on the left. There you go. All right, we got a lot of background noise here, which I hate. Sorry. It's okay. Everybody's doing good. Who's water? Can you put that on the floor or over there? I'm becoming crazier and crazier. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Well, sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I just that was like shock therapy for Crymen. <laughs> no, here's the deal. Let's say hypothetically the background noise. It's it is certain amount me certain. The only way I could do it is get the microphones like they have in the radio shows where they're mounted, and then they're up. That's what, by the way, there's a reason they probably have those microphones, which tends to me to mean that I'm not so crazy. No, you're right because people they gesture with their hands and, and they want and they're going to hit the table. Right, they're going to yeah. hit the table. That's why you know the newest thing they do when you go to these. What are you doing over there? I don't know. I don't know why. It's like, it That's okay. Um, I like how you go, what are you doing over there? Then he tells me, I go, that's okay. Well, because once I find out what it is, I go, then I change my, oh, that's okay. I don't want to be a monster. Um, so what song can we pull up for Fred to see if he could do? Well, we have these or we have... Because I would love to hear Fred. I don't know how he would do it, but we'll give you some reverb. Oh, my God. Did you hear uh, Blake Wexler singing uh, karaoke with... We just heard his voice, and we didn't hear the music. It was something that Daniel did. It was so... Oh, no, that's the bit that I started. Oh, really? It's called, uh, it's called uh, iPod Karaoke, where when I thought of this idea, I thought some radio station have, has to have done this. But you put your iPod in, and uh-huh. you hear the music, but nobody else does. Would you do that? Whatever. I'm, I'm going to go crazy. You Because I was too serious for a while, so no, I'm, no. I'm ready hey, to, Fred? to really... Fred? To keep Fred? up with the Doug Stanhope. This Fred? Is, yeah. Can I tell you something? Right. You know, I'm not being uh, ridiculous, but I, you know, I love you more than you know. Seriously, I mean, I love you more, more than, than you yesterday? know. I love you more than you know. You, it's I love you more that. than you know. Oh, thank you. Oh, is that the song I'm supposed to sing? I love you more than you know. More than you know. By the way, he asked me to do that bit. And that's how, oh, I did, I did, I did, I did. I said, I said, we'll do it on the next show. So you didn't have it ready. Um, no, you're never too serious. I worry about the same. It, it, you know what? Thank you for your, uh, for, I like how he works in that messing up. He goes, I think it's funnier when it messes up. That's why I do it. But I did say that. He goes, let's do it. And I said, we'll do it the next show. And then I do it. And I go, you couldn't be ready for something I told you we weren't going to do. So Fred Stoller is our guest. And uh, so, so uh, you, you were just saying a second ago, you weren't too serious. That's the journey we take. I'm going to repeat something I said a million times. When you're sitting around your house. Or when you don't I, judge it. You're right. You it's don't, conversation. You don't, that's why people, yes. And I make the same mistake. I go, I'm being too serious. I'm being too this. And you know what? I'm going to take a break here for a second. And I'm going to thank people that listen to the show by saying this. Um, I get enough emails that people say, and you know that's how you know there's a lot of kind people and creative people. They might not do stand-up comedy. They might not have a band, but they have to be kind and creative. 
so many of the listeners write this. And for every listener that hasn't written it, there's some other listener thinking it. And they're the people that you want to bring on this journey with you that go, Todd, it's okay. You know, just we're with you. Well, you know, what? I did stand up. And then when I started doing guest or acting parts, I thought I was bombing because I'm used to da-da-da-da, laugh, da-da-da-da, laugh. Mm. And I go, hey, and I, oh, I bombed. No, you're allowed to just bring a package in and go, here's well, the package. one time yeah. during a live show, I... You s- work the crowd? And <laughs> <laughs> you turn the hey. You're like, hey. One but time in acting <laughs> classes, yeah, sometimes, sorry to interrupt, sometimes comics would look to the crowd and just do gestures. Because <laughs> you're used to that. Yeah. That's why the, I said one time in front of a live audience when I was in uh, Toronto at the Comedy Bar, the sound of, uh, you know... Laughter lets you know they enjoyed it, but there's no sound of n- n- no bullshit. There's no sound of that's genuinely interesting. There's no sound of that's interesting. So all you hear is the same sound of we're bored. If a joke doesn't work, is the same sound you hear when something is interesting. So I said to the crowd, I go, I wish there was a sound the audience oh. made of when you know, no, that's not I funny, did, oh. <laughs> but we're interested. And I said, I wish there was a sound like oh, well, like three minutes later, something <laughs> happened and. I said something. It got no laugh at all. This one person in the audience must have sensed. There he is. He didn't because he didn't hear anything. He got nervous, and this person in the audience goes, "Ah!" I went, "I fucking love you," because they're you know. So, but Todd, did did, did, (laughs) there you go? Did this ever happen where you could be killing? But I'll have a. I would have a set where I'm not blowing the room away, but I feel you're connected. You feel connected even if you're not blowing the roof off. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have that more connected? Yes. Even well, though you're not getting big, big I roars. I think if you're answering this right, what I call that is, and that's why I constantly and will never stop praising audiences like at the UCB or the Meltdown. They're uh, with nurturing. You. You they're they're with nurturing. You. And let me tell you, when they're nurturing, what that means to me is if you have a. You can't go up there and, and and be disrespectful, but if you're trying your hardest, but you hit a little bit of a lull, their their unspoken word is, "We're with you." Yeah, well, right. we got you. That's- We're not going to make you prove yourself all over again because one bit didn't work. And those, I've said it before, those audiences reap the benefits of being, they treat comedy like some people treat the opera. And that's why it's a pleasure to do those shows. Well, the Fred and Vinny movie, we were in festivals, and it was a sad, real story. And it wasn't like bromance, high-fiving and spitting at each other. And, you know, and and so I go, we're bombing, we're bombing. But they were just, the fact that they weren't looking at their watches and snoring, you know, not a good point. Okay. <laughs> Karaoke. I love the way you get – you're like – you're me. You're you're bad. Bad. One last self, low self-esteem. When, I, when you're talking about headlining, right? When you talk about waiting – Do you want – right system. now, would you like some reverb in your voice? Sure. You no. would? Okay. Uh, whatever you, you – Okay. Make Put some fun. reverb in his voice. When I used to Would you like some background music? Okay. Whatever. <laughs> you, you, it's your do you thing. want any background music? No, no. Okay. When I did stand-up, <laughs> no, no background music. When I did stand-up, I used to, like when I did Virginia Beach or something, when the people would wait online for the show, I'd feel sorry for them when I was the headliner. <laughs> that they, they saved up all week, and they were with a date, and I was doing an hour, and this is their weekend. I used to oh feel sorry God. for Holy the people. Holy Fred, I love it. That's why I stopped the music, because it's too... It's it's too real. So uh, you're you're headlining, and you see this crowd lined around. They're the waiting block. an hour. And, and why do you feel bad? Because you because think they're, they're, not they're working enjoy- schlubs at the Gap or in the <laughs> Navy. I mean, literally the Navy. Hold maybe on. get killed for us. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> and this is all they do. They work in a cubicle all week, and this is their weekend to see some skinny guy who looks down at the floor for. And and I felt sorry that they wanted entertainment. I go. I I felt confident if I'm in New York doing 20 minutes. You know, hey, then John Mulroney will come up and make up for the slack. <laughs> You know what I mean? Or Dennis Blair. Or Kevin Sullivan. Do you remember Kevin Sullivan? Of course I do. So anyway, what song do you want to do? And by the way, you're just this is a comfortable zone. Oh, you you're could in. do like roulette thing. Well, you can pick. I never walk alone. You'll uh, never maybe walk alone. Margaritaville. Really? Well, um, uh, well, I gotta be me would be good, but that would be Yes. You gotta okay. be me. I, I love that song. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. All right, let's roll it in. So really try to sing. Well, no, just don't cop just, out and just say the words like I'm you, nervous. But sometimes you got to talk it a little where okay. you can't sing it. All right. Maybe pretend we're it's in a mood. Like I always go to the same thing. You're you're. This is a movie, and in the scene, you're singing it. So you know, I love the Sammy Davis Jr. song where he goes, "I didn't, I, 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 I did set the world on fire. I never had a wife. You know the thing." He goes, "I didn't set the world on fire as a human being either." Could, could I? Could I? Okay. All right. So listen. <laughs> I don't care. Um. Here we go. 
Now, you want me to do it a little for you? No. What, I'm just kidding. You <laughs> shut the fuck up, Chris. Chris goes, no. Like, I'm re- no. Like, I'm really wanting an honest answer. If I ask if I can sing ever, the, the, an- the answer would be, oh, sure, Todd. All right, here we go. I'll do a little start. bit for you. That sounds horrible. Okay, I'll, I'll show you. I'll give you the rhythm, and then whether I'm right... Or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong. Which is probably going to happen, because I'm never going to have kids. Now you I go. gotta be me. No, no, start it from the beginning. Oh, I give the guy the proper introduction. All right, here we go. Put a lot of reverb in Fred's uh, mic. He needs, he, he'll need it. Whether I'm right... Or whether I'm wrong. If you did this live, I'd come see you. <laughs> whether I find a place in this world or never belong. It's probably going to be the latter one. I'm Vinny. <laughs> I've got to be me, Fred. <laughs> I've got to be me, Wayne Carter. <laughs> Hi, Fred. What else can I be but what I am? Finding puppets in the trash. <laughs> Finding puppets in the trash. <laughs> I want to live and not merely survive, meaning walk around the grove and napping all day, you know. And I won't give up this dream of life that keeps me alive. I've got to be me. i got to be me. The dream that I see makes me what I am. That far away prize. A world of marginal success. Like I'm doing a guest spot tomorrow. That's good. Is waiting for me if I heed the call. Come on, yellow. I won't settle down or settle for less. As long as there's a chance. That I can have it all. I can have it all. I'll go it alone. That's right. That's how it must be. It's Fred Stoller, everybody. Oh, oh, tell my mother. I could be right for somebody else if I'm not right for me. You're right for a lot of people in my book. I've got to be free. I've got to be free. Daring to do karaoke, crazy things. <laughs> See, when they're adding the words. Let's keep going. Oh, I, I got to be me. <laughs> I'll go it alone. That's how it must be. I can't be right for somebody else if I'm not right for me. I met a woman. She's allergic to cats. Just just happened, so. <laughs> You're listening to the Todd Glass Show, everybody. Oh, wow. Great fun. <laughs> I was sincere. <laughs> I know that. I've got to be me. Fred, oh, I learned stuff. This is great. You know what's funny? The hour just wow. flies by. Tell Doug Benson to. Oh no! I, 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 <laughs> but you see, that's why he's so good at doing voice for for animation characters. Is because you nailed it. You you got the timing. It. Yeah. I, you, 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 you. Let me tell you something. I, you, I told. You can't take a compliment. It's true. Well, not it's singing. Okay. I, on Handy Manny, they would not have me sing. I love your. Um, I don't know. You're just oh, great. Thank you. You're, you're, you know, you you're would great. say your age, but I uh, could I have a judgment, make a judgment about the tattoo? Yes. That's your way of saying, fuck you, like pilot season and the way things work. My manager told me not to get a tattoo because what if I went out for an audition and I said, well, uh, I haven't but gotten any. But this is any... why you're saying, no, I have my niche. This is what I do. I'm not trying to fit into how you do things. I got the tattoo because I've always, I, uh, I, 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 I don't know if I talked about this on the air yet, but they're not done it yet. I'm just going gonna, gonna to go to there and to there and finish it around. Because uh, Halloween, somebody had one of those nylon things you pull over your arm and it looks like a tattoo. And you really can't tell. I liked it. I never wanted a tattoo, but I always wanted an arm sleeve. So four months ago on the President Steve show on Tattoo Thursday, it's usually Tattoo Tuesdays. But I did tattoo Thursdays, and I got a tattoo. So, I'm, well, I'm, you got to be you, and I'm, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, seriously, you know, you don't know. The more, the more I know you, the more 
I, I don't know how to say this. The more that I, the more I was so I, intimidated well, by you because I felt I was trying to track you down at the Grove, asking, "Can I be on your podcast?" And you, you ran through Nordstroms and hid, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was texting you. No, I did. First, remember of all, you ran through Nordstroms. You said, okay, "Hey, first of all," and that was Sarah Silverman. Here's what I'm not gonna. Here's okay. what I'm gonna do. Don't edit that. No, no, I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you because uh, sure. I don't think it's right. This is why I, I'm not on Jimmy Pardo because I know I seem like not a guy who talks out of sight of his mouth like a wise guy. Yeah, a great rug. <laughs> you know, and I've asked him and I can't get on him. He might not because know I, you. I don't have that sensibility Jimmy, like, like a wise guy. Jimmy like, Pardo. Yeah, you're a winner, no, Ron no. Jeremy. First of all, Jimmy Pardo is, is the, the best that they come. He is great. But he I've might asked not him, know you. He yeah, might he thinks just I'm just the, I am this the press guy walking around. He might not just know yeah, you. Yeah, I'm not that kind of guy yeah but but i bang in the table I'm but but no no it's okay you're good you're okay. all good you're a good soul fred stoller oh, is a good soul and i know it and and i and i don't like to take people that have good instincts and then tell them no you're wrong your instincts are a Thank little you. bit maybe i could correct them but you're in the right area i get nervous having anybody on the show that I don't know, because uh, like I don't want to say we're just silly, because obviously, right? We, I know you thought Fred and Vinny, it's sad movie. Fred's depressed, walks around the Grove. That no. I would just have my head down and, <laughs> and you always well, seem cheerful you, at the Grove. Every time I, I, I live a block from there, and, and I also heard you on uh, oh, Mark uh, Marin. To- no, I also heard you on uh, on on Jimmy Dore comedy and everything else, and I loved it. And I was like, then I thought, oh, well, you know, I, 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 I always, for lack of a better word, adored you okay. uh, because I think you're a good soul. And I, I said that a, a minute ago. I like Doug Benson. Shut the I'm fuck not up. Like a, a dude guy. Hey, dude, man, let's see a Fleetwood Mac thing. You know, <laughs> what they do. So, <laughs> so I think they think, uh, you know. Yeah, let's accentuate the people who won't respond. <laughs> it's all right. It's who you are. You, you know what? Your only illness is what you keep secret. That's what somebody texted You're me. You're a philosopher. Tweeted wow. me. That's a good thing right back. Put some reverb in my voice. I'm John Kennedy. You're Give me some philosopher. John Kennedy music. I love that thing you said off thing about Your... podcasts. What? You go, why? Everyone does one. Well, everyone does stand-up. Everyone does acting. Yeah. Oh, I said that a million times. The reason not to do a podcast shouldn't be because everyone else does one. Because then stop doing stand-up and making films. Because a why, lot more people right? did that. Well, that's why I admired Dave Chappelle when he started, because if I was him, I'd go, everyone's done this black-white stuff. I don't want to do that. But yeah. he said, I don't care, and it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where's my music? Our guest tonight has been Fred Stoller. I want to say this is the funnest podcast I've done. I'm not just saying that. Well, Fred. The fun I've had. The least was David Feldman. Let me. I'll tell you that later. <laughs> I have to preface it. Well, I, I, by, we'll, by we'll the end of this show, no, let that music play. He's, Our audiences uh, know your stand-up. They know your body of work. I have a Kindle single, if you want to get it, called My Seinfeld Year. It's $1.99. Say it again. My Seinfeld Year. It's $1.99. It did really well. These things they have called Kindle singles, where I wrote, you know, my favorite year? This wasn't that. But I wrote what it was like, a schmucky guy like me trying to function and write on Seinfeld for a season. Well, let me tell you something. Did you like working on Seinfeld? I liked that it was part of history, but um, it wasn't good for the soul, brother. No, um, <laughs> it was uh, you. Did you read it? I thought you, someone read no, it. No, I yeah. hadn't read it, but I'm going to. Okay. And what is it exactly? Tell me. It's this thing I didn't know existed, but they do really well. It's like these mini books. You you download a free Kindle app for your iPhone. You read it on your computer. Your machabe, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just uh, it, it's they do mini books. Dean Koontz has one. That and guy, what is Andy yours Boros. specifically? Mine is called My Seinfeld Year. It was what it was like. Trying to maneuver and fit in. And How many years did you work on Seinfeld? Uh, it's called my Seinfeld <laughs> year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were kidding, Doug. No, my Seinfeld three years. Hold on, let's take a one quick question from the uh, from our Mike audience Dugan. of one. Go ahead. Hi, Fred. I'm Doug from Delaware. Hey, uh, Delaware. I, I, I used to work there. Thanks. I read your Amazon single, my Seinfeld year. <laughs> uh, how many years were you on Seinfeld? What well, the guy it? doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, and yeah, he doesn't listen, and he doesn't listen when he reads. Oh, Jesus. Because and there's that theme song from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end with the Let Me Say Goodbye to Fred. So you are the Reverb. James Lipton of uh, podcasts. I know what I'm good. doing. I make because you know what? I want people to feel good. Our guest tonight, it was Fred Stoller. <laughs> He's out of sight. <laughs> Sitting in for him was the amazing Tom Martin. 
<laughs> Sitting next to Chris. Over there is Irk. And we've got sitting in with us tonight a very funny comedian. His name is What. And always thank you to Katie Levine. Well, that's the show, everybody. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. We know what we're doing. We're professional. We're fucking professional. Fred, no, and you he- do something where people feel good. You know what? All I like is people to feel good. That's all that's I ever I wanted. Said. When, That's did why you, when did you say it? Remember last time I was on, I said, it, it lifts your spirits listening oh, to me. And you know That's what? why I used to feel sorry for people waiting to see me as the headliner. <laughs> <laughs> say that again. That's why I used to feel sorry for people waiting to see me as the headliner. <laughs> you know what? If there's ever the funniest thing that I've ever heard, or one of the funniest things, it's the self-awareness. First of all, it's not you... I'm sure being insecure. You, I, I just know I'm not an entertainer. Deep down, yeah. That's for an hour to see me just kind of well, kill time and wait for the light. For me <laughs> and my friends, and let me tell you something, the age gap is a lot different when we're younger because right. I was 17 when I first saw you. Now the age gap isn't as big, but 17, whatever yeah, age you were. We, and let me tell you something, this is the truth, young people... They know what's funny. You know, they know good music. They know oh. it's funny. They do. And we fucking loved you. Oh. On the way home in the car, we didn't know how to express it because we didn't know anything about stand-up comedy. But in hindsight, yeah, we knew it was different and we knew it was good. So uh, that's when I was 17 and I first saw you. And you were probably, you know, like 22 or something, maybe 20, you know, whatever age you something were. Like that, but um, so there we go. That's our show today. And, uh, and, uh, and um, goodbye, everybody. Hey. Goodbye. Now leaving Nerdist.com.